Well, hello there. What's a smark, you ask? Well, we're a special type of fan who understands and appreciates the product on a more in-depth level than you. Or so we like to think. And now, the world's foremost authority. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. It's too late yeah. for me. I'm like Gollum and the Ring Man. I'll jump in the fucking lava. It's, I don't want to, but it's gonna happen. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. Hug Life, man. Hug Life, man, not Thug Life. What is this? Why is Bailey Thug Life now instead of Hug Life? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show. This is episode number 61, and we are talking... Uh, actually, I think I, the thing I want to start this episode with is a very interesting and strange call that happened after hmm. Raw this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> From a one Mr. The Rock to a one Mr. CM Punk. What is that about? I think that was The Rock knowing his audience, but not knowing his situation, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, in case anyone doesn't know, The Rock is producing a movie about Paige's life, or at least her family, I think. Mm -hmm. And so they're filming the segment where the actress who's playing Paige is having a match with an an actress who's uh, playing uh, AJ Lee. And it's when Paige came out when debuted on the main roster and won the... At that point, it was, was it the Divas? It was the Divas Championship then, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's after Raw. The audience knows that it's AJ Lee that they're trying to portray. So they start doing CM Punk chants. So The Rock, being the Mike guy that he is, is like, how do you solve that? You give them CM Punk. So he's like, I'm literally calling CM Punk right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get him. It turns out Punk's on a walk. Was is out walking his dog. Tries calling the Rock back. The Rock misses that call. The Rock tries face timing him, and that doesn't work. And it turns out the two actually talked like after the show. The bigger story though is apparently Vince and everyone else in the back flipping out mm. and being very pissed off at the Rock. Yeah. Well. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a story, but I feel like The Rock can just kind of get away with anything. The oh, bigger, yeah. The and bigger thing that like... I thought was weird about the whole thing was that I just, I really had no idea what level of relationship The Rock and Punk had. Because I mm-hmm. assumed that they probably did not have any sort of relationship. Yeah. And, no. and so, like, when initially they were saying, like, the whole, like, oh, yeah, he called Punk, I'm like, does he even have CM Punk's number? Like, he was probably just, you know, fucking faking it. You know, just saying, that, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling CM Punk. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, I guess apparently, according to the story, he did really call CM Punk. Which yeah, then Punk tweeted right when the call happened. He tweeted, he's like, I'm out. He's like, I'm out walking my dog because it's his birthday. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. I thought it was because, you know, then hearing about that he actually left him a message and stuff, then my initial thought then was, well, then wait, like, why would he leave in the messages? So, like, obviously, because, you know, on the crowd, he's trying to get up the crowd and get them excited for what he's yeah. filming. But, like, why would you leave the message? Is it, like, well, maybe is he trying to tell Punk in a sort of way? It's like, hey, look, dude, people are still really excited for you. You know, if you ever yeah. want to come back, like, obviously the people would want you back. I, I think that's it. Like, do you think that that would be part of it? I think a little bit. Because I, I think The Rock is just a fan of good wrestling. 
and what like giving the crowd what they want. So he's like, they want CM Punk. Like, hey man, there's there's a crowd waiting for you. And The Rock knows about leaving and leaving a crowd that wants him. Yeah, but yeah, he left. That was a very different situation because I very mean, with CM Punk, like the biggest reason that he left, at least according to what we've seen from interviews and all that, was not you know the fans. It was because he's pissed off with the company and Vince and Triple H and all that. Oh no, no, no sorry. I wasn't saying that the, the Rock left because of fans. I'm saying The Rock knows what it's like to be away from the fans that want him. Like, he well, left, went and did the movies, and the, the wrestling fan base wanted him back. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, not, I'm not saying that The Rock did that. I'm just saying that oh. that if, you know, and I'm not saying this is The Rock's plan at all. It probably wasn't. But, like, if The Rock were trying to convince CM Punk to come back by saying, like, hey, look, the audience wants you back, I think the Punk would be like, well, great. I don't care if they weren't the piece that I left in the first place. Yeah, you know, I left because of Vince and all them. So, and I think especially, I I don't think there's a chance in hell of Punk coming back until this lawsuit is settled. So, oh yeah, at the the very least, which you know I'm sure is probably a very big part of where I, uh, why Vince was so mad. Oh yeah, I'm sure with all this, yeah, this the the lawsuit just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that was just a really fucking weird situation. Like I remember reading it when the article came up. And I thought it was like a hoax thing of like, it's like this didn't happen. This is such an obviously made up bullshit story. Yeah, it's like the quotations around it. Yeah, he called CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, The Rock calls CM Punk. I was like, no, this did not happen. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, from all accounts, it did. So weird. An equally unbelievable thing that has just happened. WWE has released a thing. They've signed this uh, woman named Isabel Lahela. Now, do yourselves a favor and go Google image this girl. Damn. In the words of Ron Simmons, damn. <laughs> in, the, in the noble word of Ron Simmons, damn. Plus, <laughs> and not only is she in you know five-alarm smoke show, but this chick is also an Olympic weightlifter. Like, she's Thank also God. just that strong. Like, holy shit. But doesn't, she doesn't have the build of the weightlifter. That's what is so surprising to me. No, she's got this like little Alexa Bliss hot girl build with like a yeah. huge ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then she's like sitting there lifting up like however many kilograms or whatever it is yeah, on those then... weights, and you're just like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, but then she can like lift the car. So yeah. it's like, well, all right. <laughs> There's just... got the muscle somewhere. All right, so evidence. This is definitely evidence that like X Men is happening in real life. This is mutant genes. <laughs> she has super strength. Super strength within tiny muscles super strength and like also super beauty or something <laughs> yeah because she's crazy hot like it's in it's ridiculous her eyes man and the eyes yes you get lost in the eyes but <laughs> we can get on past that and on to uh i want to talk to you about the announcement of new day being the hosts for wrestlemania 33 what do you think of this it's an interesting announcement because it, 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 you can take it two ways you can take it WWE has full faith in these guys to be super entertaining and entertain the crowd during this whole six-hour show, basically, with including the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much they're going to be involved in. But to be entertaining in those segments where you don't have as much power in them or something like that, like in between some of the weaker segments. Or is it that we have nothing else for these guys, so this is what we're going to do with them? I think it's a it's an interesting combination of both because yeah honestly like what 
there are so many fucking big matches this year for WrestleMania that mm-hmm. like whatever the Raw tag team match is going to be, it's so unimportant and so far down the card that like whatever story gets thrown in there is probably going to get kind of shafted. Yeah, now, it could be that, like your your booking where it ends up on the pre-show. Yeah, it could exactly. It could end up being on the pre-show. Um and honestly, I would see either just nothing happening or if they do try to put in some effort, maybe this could be where they give the titles to Enzo and Cass. Like if they just do Enzo and Cass versus the club. Cuz if they do like if the New Day is now freed up to do cuz I imagine if they're the host, they're not having a match, right? We don't know. But like do you think that they would? Uh no, Cause I, because cause like, I would imagine they're not going to have a match, but they'll like do a couple moves on somebody. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like there'll be a segment Any- with somebody like some heel like Bo Dallas or somebody who'll do something stupid and then they'll, they'll fuck him up. Cuz like the history of hosts like the Rock hosted and got involved in the title match with Cena and Miz and then I don't think he was host last year, right? Is that the one so. where he appeared with the flamethrower? I think it was just like yeah. an appearance by him. Yeah, he just appeared and then attacked. Ended up, ha- ended up having a match. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's not much history to it to for us to base it off of either. Yeah. So I figure either they're gonna only have they're gonna have no match or it's gonna be like a really really short match like that one we just talked about with The Rock and Eric Rowan. It's gonna be just the throwaway match. Or maybe no wrestling at all. Could be them just in multiple entertaining segments. That could be. But I could definitely see them at least like hitting a finisher on somebody. Like Yeah, you would think, right? Like I think that'll otherwise happen. it's kind of a waste. Yeah. But yeah, I, I exactly I, I think it'll be interesting and I think it's a way for them to have a unique role and be very featured without having to get just drowned in a multi man tag match. So I mean ultimately even though it's like, wow, they don't have a match, that's not good, but it is good because it's a unique way to be very featured on the show. And it's something exactly. that New Day can work with their gimmick. Like, not a lot of gimmicks could work that, but New mm. Day can. Exactly. So, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of for it. Like, I, at this point, because it's like there really isn't a better alternative for them. So, yeah, fuck it. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely for them trying something new. Like, mm-hmm. and different. And plus, like, the, with the way that New Day does things... Like, I think this could give enough of a flavor to this WrestleMania to make it feel different enough that I'll actually remember, like, oh, yeah, WrestleMania 33 was the New Day WrestleMania. Or, yeah, exactly. you know, something like that. Because at this point right now, the last couple, the only one that I think that sticks out that I'm going to keep remembering is 30 because it had the Daniel Bryan win and Undertaker losing to Lesnar. Uh, for me, it's 31. Is mm-hmm. that uh, was that the one out in California? Um, I'm trying to remember where it was, it, but that was the one with... Rollins, Seth Rollins cashing, cashing right? in, yeah. So the, that's yeah, but you're right. So the past couple, like, can't really remember. Like, look at that. The one before it that I can remember is The Rock with interfering with the Cena uh, mid match. No, that was several. Yeah, that was like WrestleMania 27. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, how many more years ago you have to go before like I can. Remember clearly in my head what happened. <laughs> yeah, but because then it was after just... that, the next two years was just Rock and Cena. Yeah, true. <laughs> Rock and Cena. Rock and Cena. Rock and Cena. Rock and Cena. It was like Rock and Cena was going to become the next Cena and Orton. <laughs> at that point, but um... oh my god, when it was when Orton won the the Rumble, and it was like 
that was like the, the match at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, and people put all the video clips together of all the matches they had. <laughs> What was funny is, too, because on SmackDown, they did tease it a little bit, saying, like, oh, my gosh, are we going to get Randy Orton and John Cena? <laughs> but wait, did did I mention on that podcast that that was actually the first time those two wrestled on SmackDown? Is that really true? Yeah. I went back and checked. Huh. And when they, because they, they said that, and I was like, no way. And I wow. looked, and all their matches had been on Raws or pay-per-views. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, so they because this is the first time these two superstars are facing on SmackDown. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Do you mean since SmackDown got restarted? Oh no, actually, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what i I have a big topic I want to bring up with you before we go into overall uh, going through wrestling of this wrestling week is crossovers between mm. divisions because i think this would actually also help up with freshening up matches obviously getting new blood yeah. in different divisions i think there needs to be a little bit more crossover in like in a well-done way uh of between divisions of like singles and tag and cruiserweights and stuff like not the sort of shit they're doing right now with reigns and the club where he just keeps beating them because that <laughs> makes them look like shit uh, well again remember they're the champions of tag team wrestling Right, and, and so they, can, they can't they can't handle one opponent. They need two. They can they can never measure up to a single man like Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so stupid. Like I I would like there to be, uh, more crossover between the divisions. And like the examples that I would include would be like say for example you have, like I'm going to use Enzo and Cass as an example. Okay. So obviously they have their tag team and they go after the tag titles and stuff like that, but. At the same time, I think you could do storylines where, like, you know, either if they're kind of cooling down from the tag titles, so they could, like, go off in single stuff for a little bit. And you could have, obviously, Cass going for the heavyweight titles. But you could do a storyline, for example, with Enzo that I think could be really interesting and entertaining of, you know, he's trying to go after, say, the U.S. or the Intercontinental title or something. And it's just not, like, he can't get it. So then Cass system is like, hey, you know what? Enzo, I got an idea for you. They show up on 205 Live, and he's like, yo, my name is Enzo Amore, y'all that other shit, and I'm coming for the Cruiserweight title. And then he starts going for the Cruiserweight title, thinking like, hey, you know, these guys are more my size, I can finally win a match. And then he keeps getting his ass kicked. You know, like, Neville comes out first night and just kicks his ass, and it's like, what, you think just because we're smaller, we're not as tough? It's like, the reason you suck at wrestling is because you suck at wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like a story of Enzo having to like get better and stuff and just realizing his limits and just, you know, kind of crossing over and showing that like, you know, Enzo is a guy that normally fights with the normal size guys, but then he can go over to the cruiserweights and get his ass equally kicked. So it shows that the cruiserweights are not inferior to the normal weight people. It's just that they're different. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different division. the style of wrestling that's now like the cruiserweight style is the standard style now. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's so like, many guys so, are smaller now. Yeah, exactly. So I don't see why you couldn't have a Noam Dar and Drew Gulak, like team up and go after the tag team titles. That's another perfect example. Like why aren't any of these cruiserweight guys just going into the regular tag team circuit? Yeah. Like maybe not the heavyweight title, but go for the tag titles, go for the U.S. title, the Intercontinental. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. that's what those titles are for. Exactly. Like, 
Or, you know, like if you don't have anything for Tazawa and Tajiri to do, have them team up for a little while and go after the tag titles. Yeah. And Fuck I'm sure it. those would be very entertaining matches. Well, yeah, we've seen them tag, uh, what was it? What They they fought DIY on a NXT show, I think. Yes. That was really good. Yeah. Fuck it. I'd throw them against Cesaro and Sheamus for a little while. I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure that would be an amazing match put together by those four. You know, and then it would show just kind of like the way that those styles interact and how it's just, I hate that like, because like with the cruiserweights, they do too many things to distinguish it. Like I hate that they do the purple ropes and I hate that they do different ring thing because they don't do that for the women. They yeah, don't do that for the, the purple, tag teams. Why do they and do the that for the cruiserweights? Just turns off the audience now, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's so different that it's like, whoa, this is a whole different thing. Like look at how weird and little these guys are. And, it, and it's trying to say, like, how how different they are when really, like, like you said, the cruiserweight style is almost, like, breeding into the regular style so much now that their style isn't different. No, yeah. Which, then, like, to that point, like, they should have more guys in the cruiserweight division that don't fight like cruiserweights. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at mix of styles. the two biggest examples I always say are Seth Rollins and um, Finn Balor. They wrestle like cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's a really good fucking point. A guy like Finn Balor. So, like, when Finn Balor comes back, like, is the only reason that he's not the Cruiserweight champion is because he's just deciding not to fight in the Cruiserweight division? Yeah. Or, like, Seth Rollins or um, Dove Ziggler if he lost a couple pounds or, like, AJ Styles. Like, is AJ Styles just, like, he could just come in there and win the Cruiserweight title, right? Yeah. Because they, they have not established the weight limit. <laughs> yeah, because actually, you know what? Like, if he fits the weight then that would be really interesting. That would be another one that could be really good. It's like if AJ Styles went for the Cruiserweight champ, maybe he becomes the Cruiserweight champion for a little while. Yeah, because like, he's not going to hold the or go after the uh, WWE title forever. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, especially since now that Wyatt's got it, I want him to hold it for a little while. So okay. Styles has got to find something to do. And uh, yeah, I don't. Well, I also oh, don't necessarily see- want him to go to Raw because I don't know if they would... Well, you know what? They've done well with him so far, so maybe he'd be okay on Raw again. Uh, did you see his challenge for WrestleMania? Uh, wasn't Shinsuke challenging him? Yep. Shinsuke did an interview in Japan and said that they were like, oh, do you have a match yet? Or what? what's your goal? And he was like, I think I've developed a lot and I've done a lot, but I really would like to go to WrestleMania this year. And AJ Styles doesn't have an opponent right now, so I'd love to face him. Mm-hmm. And I think AJ said something back like he's going to go for the title again or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I think that would be a really good match down the line. Uh, they need to wait because I think oh, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be rushed if they did it now. But uh, Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that was just, that would be great just trying teasing. to hype it up. Yeah, just tease it now. Exactly. Because yeah, actually, you know, hell, that would uh, be a, I would love to see that at SummerSlam. Maybe maybe like yeah. AJ Styles could be like Shinsuke's first feud when he comes up. Yeah. Because they have a history and they have good chemistry. So. Mm-hmm. Well, then you know That's what? Let's. I hope they keep keep Styles on SmackDown then, and then yeah, Shinsuke can come over. Yeah. To SmackDown, because then you keep him and Samoa Joe separate. Samoa Joe can stay on Raw. But uh, speaking then, of Raw, you want to get into it? Yes. Yes, because I was going to say, speaking of hyping up a match, Kevin Owens' promo at the beginning was so good. He did a really great job. 
It's just him sitting in a chair in the middle of the ring with just the spotlight on him, and he just sold the shit out of the Goldberg match. That and it didn't mention Jericho at all, on purpose. And well, except for at the very end, it was just the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, but he like was just like he didn't he basically say I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, he was like, and when it comes to Jericho, and then he just kind of went silent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Keeping the focus on the feud and just typing up the match really well. Like, oh yeah, the people are saying like Lesnar couldn't beat him, so you can. He's like, well, I'm gonna take a different path than Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it better than he did. Yeah, and I love that his fucking strategy is I'm gonna gas out Les or uh, <laughs> gas out Goldberg. <laughs> I'm just gonna have the match go a long time because the longer it goes, it's more in my favor. Yeah, which actually would fit perfectly with how he used to run matches when he first got into NXT and WWE. He would just roll yeah. out of the ring and just avoid his opponent for a while. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He's the perfect actual <laughs> opponent for Goldberg. <laughs> which, like, I don't know. It's like I, I'm still so convinced. I'm pretty sure Goldberg is gonna win. But, like, there's this part of me that hopes that it's like, ah, oh, please, let Lesnar or Jericho, I don't even care, just someone interfere. Let Owens keep the title. It would be so much better to have Owens and Jericho fight for that title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Goldberg and Lesnar don't need that title. The title would just be, oh, it's also in this feud. Yeah. So, and did you hear Jericho's coming back at, like, house shows now? And Owens is just beating him up more? Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because obviously Owens doesn't have anyone to feud with on the house shows. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to gas out Goldberg too much. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Um, then after the Owens promo, there was an interesting bit. So Enzo and Cass beat uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. And afterwards, so Enzo's been going on about how the Swiss Superman, and he's saying that he's uh, Cesaro's kryptonite. And he kept repeating that after the match until he got a nice uh, uh, boot from Sheamus right to his face. Like, when they showed that in slow motion, it was so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And the crowd cheered, thank you, Sheamus. Uh, So I just wanted to get your view on it. Do you think that's just from Enzo being annoying right then? Or do you think that's maybe the crowd is not as big on Enzo and Cass anymore. No, like, you know, now that you explain the situation to me again, and I think about it, like, it's definitely just a, they were getting irritated with him getting down on Cesaro because Cesaro was so fucking over too. Yeah. Uh, So they were just glad that somebody shut him up because it's like, hey, Enzo, come on, don't make fun of Cesaro. We like him. If you want to be an asshole, make fun of Sheamus. Uh, I think, <laughs> no, but I think Sheamus and Cesaro are getting over together. I think slowly, but surely I mean, it's... I think, yeah, Cesaro's dragging Sheamus along. But Sheamus is getting there a little bit. Yeah. Um, though he did trip over it, so he delivered the boot. <laughs> yeah. Big old Sheamus. What a lunk. What a fucking lunk. <laughs> um, but, I also uh, wanted to get... Do you think Enzo and Cass are the next tag team champs? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be time. I think even, I think even with if the crowd was souring on them, I think now is when you have to do it. Yeah, because it's like you've given it to Cesaro and Sheamus. You had it New Day on it forever. The club has it now. This is the time, or yeah, yeah. whenever you change it next, you give it to Enzo and Cass. Exactly. They've been up there for a year now. They've really shown that they're fucking over. Like, just mm-hmm. give it to them. 
my next note is from I loved so we talked about the New Day already hosting WrestleMania, but then they had a nice little segment with uh, Handsome Rusev and Lana where they had their plans for ice cream on their iPad, but the Russian Lana hacked them. Oh man, way for WWE to be so topical way too late. <laughs> what the I, fuck? We're going to do a I Russian did... hacking joke like four months after it's relevant? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But also just like, I thought that the punchline just came a little too late. Like, I think it was like, after the whole thing, I think he's like, wait, she's Russian. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, where are they going with this? Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, this is silly. This is really yeah. silly. But uh, yeah, New Day's fun, and they would like steal the iPad and destroy it and shit. Like, yeah. So, whatever. Filled out some time. <laughs> but uh, then, of course, we had to poop on the tag division entirely with Reigns just killing Gallows and Anderson again. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even oh. understand. Like, does this make Reigns look that good? No. You know what? I know what the problem was. Uh, last week. They didn't do a good enough job, and you know, Vince is getting on back. He's like, guys, damn it, you didn't make Roman Reigns look strong enough. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't know how strong you can make him look. You just beat two of us. <laughs> God damn it. Well, if you hadn't made him beat everybody on the roster all the time, make them all look like weak little bitches compared to him, then maybe, just maybe, he'd look strong when he beats somebody. <laughs> Fuck you, shut up. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> shut up, you're wrong. Oh god, <laughs> it's so stupid. I it's so stupid. I hate it. I hate that he can wear a vest. It's so dumb. It's so dumb with their like ultra level of realism, where they like constantly break the fourth wall and all these things. It's like can't somebody say that Roman Reigns shouldn't be allowed to wear a bulletproof vest, like a Kevlar <laughs> vest to the ring? Ugh. It's like, wait, isn't that cheating? Like. It's either cheating or he's the biggest fucking pussy on the planet. Nobody else wears a fucking Kevlar vest to the ring. Even the Miz doesn't wear a Kevlar vest. And he's like publicly known for being a complete pussy. But Roman Reigns, I'm the big dog, I'm the big badass. You got a big Kevlar vest, you big bitch. God damn it. Like, it, this, it is so stupid. It makes me so mad. I can't handle it, Joe. I can't handle it. <laughs> I didn't realize how you felt about this, dude. Like, it's been f- how long has Reigns been on TV now? Almost five years. And he's been wearing that goddamn vest the whole time. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because ever since the Shield showed up, like, it's 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 just the. It's never gonna change. It's nah. just, it's just, it's just how it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a microcosm of when I'm like afraid of what's gonna happen with Trump, where it's just like the ridiculous and dumb shit, and it's just eventually it becomes normal, and then it's like, well, why are you still complaining about it? He's been doing it for years, and it's like, you're right. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times I point out how fucking stupid it is; it'll never change. <laughs> <laughs> it'll never change. Ugh. Alright, let's move on to something else. Like, um, maybe how McFoley is probably going to be gone pretty soon here. Yeah, it seems like they're really hinting on this more and more. Do you think they're going to have, like, Braun Strowman kill him or something? 
No, I think it'll just be like Steph firing him or something like that. Or like Samoa Joe attacking backstage. Maybe. I mean, I just, I don't know how Samoa Joe's very key to the angle right now with Mick Foley. I guess it depends on um, how much heat they want to get from it. I don't know. That would get heat. But uh, you know what? Like, he's going in for hip surgery. So, like, do you want to have him in an angle where he could possibly get injured more kind of a thing? Well, you you don't do it, like, in the ring. You do it, like, backstage where you can tape it and make it, like, you know, practice it a bunch of times. You know, pre-tape it. Yeah. So that, it, you know, he's not going to get hurt at all. And yeah. just, you know, put the heat on Joe, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah, I could see that. And then, you know what? Honestly, this could be then part of, like, if they wanted to do, like, extend the feud with him and Sami Zayn to WrestleMania, say. Because, honestly, there's probably not a better option for Joe right now. Either of them. Or Sami, yeah. So, this could be part of, like, the feud and part of the catalyst for it even further. It's just that it's like, you know, you're attacking me and that's one thing. But then you take out Mick Foley, who's this legend. That's another thing. Fuck you, Samoa Joe. Yeah. And then Samoa Joe... Put Sami Zayn out for a little while, I would guess. I think that's what you'd have to do, right? Really put Sami Zayn or uh, Smojo even further over? I think so. So then he's just like this absolute monster threat to the title. Like he's taking out McFoley, he's taking out Sami Zayn, he's taking out Seth Rollins. Who's next? Everybody. Shit, actually, you know, with that list, it's like Samoa Joe actually would be probably one of the absolute top heels already on that roster. Yeah, he's up there. With that hit and he list. gets a huge reaction every time. Yeah, so I'd like to see that. That's mm-hmm. probably the best direction to go. Um, but speaking of, well, you know what? Actually, then, if they get rid of McFoley, then who do you think they would replace him with on Raw? Like, as the GM. Do we have any heel talkers? I'm trying to remember, like, is there anybody they've introduced recently as far as just, like, non- wrestling characters that they would use or like do you think it would be like would they plug triple h into there maybe someone from nxt like who from nxt i mean someone that we don't and we haven't seen yet like just some random ass motherfucker just comes up and becomes the gm yeah like and like cause... what like patrick clark becomes the gm oh God, or something no. of raw <laughs> I just mean like because you could you could see him building you could see Triple H building like the stable of NXT guys. And oh, so, what, if he, what if he what if he puts in fucking Matt Bloom? Yeah, put in Matt Bloom as the Raw GM. That would be dumb. You could have the that'd be dumb. <laughs> that'd be so dumb. I don't think I would like that. I think I'd like that for maybe one week. That'd be like corporate Kane. It's yeah. funny once, but then I'd be like, hmm, this is a little played out. They're putting Teddy Long in the Hall of Fame. Does he come back? Yep. Teddy Long. I want Teddy Long. Or uh, Kurt Angle as well. Actually, you know what? That's the better option. If Kurt Angle is an option, maybe go with Kurt Angle. Oh, and you have the history with him, Steph, and Triple H. Yeah. And I think it would just be... It. it would be something different, because it's like the Mick Foley thing had its hits, and it also had a lot of like it had a lot of peaks and valleys this, oh, yeah. Mc, this year with Mick Foley as the GM of Raw. And uh yeah, I would I would like to see 
Yeah, fuck you. Know, I would love. To, I want to see Kurt Angle. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Keeps him out of the ring, but keeps him entertaining in front of the crowd. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, at some point, I think them and him and American Alpha have to interact, though. So, hmm. Do American Alpha switch shows at some point? Maybe, or Kurt switches over to SmackDown at some point. Maybe, or maybe you like save it for interaction between the big shows, like yeah. SummerSlam or like, they, Survivor they Series, and like tease it in the hallway. Maybe it could be like a really long burn thing that it's like we're teasing it, we're teasing it, we're teasing it, and if Kurt stays around that long, then maybe they could do something. Yeah, do something where like uh, Kurt's talking to someone in a hallway and walks away, and then American Alpha walks up and starts talking to that person, like so they just missed each other, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're we're they're attempting this meet cute and they don't even know it, but they keep missing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're turning this to like a love story. <laughs> <laughs> the love story for Bracket Alpha and Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then finally at WrestleMania 34, that's when, <laughs> that's when it all culminates. That's when it all culminates finally. They meet at the ring. Serendipity finally lets them all come together. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, money. We, we just come up with money ideas. <laughs> There you go, WWE. There's a million dollar idea. Take it. It's yours. Oh, man. Uh, uh, just like putting Braun Strowman and Big Show in the main event of Raw. What a You didn't like this? Well, I just thought it was like, how is this not a pay-per-view match? Like, okay. right. This You're is the most it's, obvious it's... feud for Braun Strowman ever. Yeah. And you just give it away in on Raw? And it was a great match. Uh, it was good. You got to give it. It's two big guys, right? So you're not going to get two the big style guys. that we're used to. But by I mean the thing, the only reason I knock it is that I thought uh, Strowman had a couple spots where he really struggled. Yeah, like more than I thought he should have. It looked like, and that was rough. I like, mean, he had the like, kind of set up for his finisher twice. Yeah, but I'll give it to him that he did a kip up. So, I mean, he he does a lot of impressive shit. But yeah. I'm just saying, for this match, I think he needed to have not fucked up his finisher. You yeah, I mean? and especially because you had Cho come back, and Cho's in amazing shape now. He's um, in better shape. And have you seen the pictures, though? Yeah, he's in better shape. Without, without but he's single... also old, Dude, he... and he's very big. He's not in amazing he a... shape. He has a six-pack again. Cool. <laughs> He's still not in amazing shape. He's in good shape. He's in better shape. Okay. Um, but this yeah. is, it's impossible for him to be in amazing shape. But his body, it's impossible. Yeah. He's in good shape for him. And so I just yeah. thought that, like, he, he brought... It, it, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'll give it that. Maybe that's why I'm, I liked it so much. I had such mm. low expectations <laughs> that it go. surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, f- I feel like out- outside of that finisher, I thought the uh, the mat- it was pretty good for what it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just my pay- it was like, why did they give this away on Raw? Mm-hmm. I can't believe they didn't save this for a pay per view. Which yeah, maybe they, even- their plan is to still get to that. But and because show is your big one, right? Like big show, where you could do- have done build ups with maybe like Kane and then Mark Henry and then do big show at a pay per view. Yeah, exactly. Like those are the big guys he's fighting on TV. Yeah. To then fight on yeah, pe- yeah, exactly. So I don't know why they didn't do that. But I, I will give it to them. I 
I think they've helped guys like Henry and Big Show and all by we're not seeing them every week. So seeing Show come out, I think, once in the blue moon to do a match like this, it is a good thing. Yeah, I like that he's been a uh, lot more of an attraction. He hasn't been around as much, but you know, it should he should have still been coming in. I would say maybe he should have come in a couple times throughout the year a little bit more, just like just to uh, beat down somebody. Yeah, not even keep to us, lose, just to come down refreshed. and like yeah, you know, beat down a, a low mid card heel who gets cocky and dumb. You know, choke slam or punch him and then walk away. Yeah, just so that it's like you know, still in the back of your head of like, oh yeah, Big Show can come out and fuck people up. Mm-hmm. So then you know when he fights Braun Strowman. It's like, oh shit. And then Braun Strowman beats him, and it's like, oh shit. He beat Big <laughs> yeah, Show. Exactly. Yep. Um, so I'm going to play a game with you real quick, Newman. Ooh, all right. Uh, it's called What 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 Show Was This Segment Taking Place On? Um, a woman wrestler is asked to give up her title. Hmm. Well, this is a trick question because this actually <laughs> happened on both shows. Oh my god! So that really made me question it because we had, we had the what we we predicted on Raw. We had Stephanie McMahon come out and tell Bailey that she won in unscrupulous ways, so she should relinquish the title. Which, if I was Bailey, I would have responded to Steph. Then have every heel who's ever won a title <laughs> give back their title. Like and then she would history. say, Bailey, what's a heel? <laughs> um, and so. But then when you go to SmackDown and you have a legit angle with Naomi is actually injured. It's I think it's a knee injury. Um, and so she will not make it to WrestleMania, it sounds like. And so she she had to give up her title. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you know that this is coming on SmackDown, why do this on Raw? I don't know. You know what? I mean, maybe is there a possibility that they found out in between? Maybe. Like it was that small of a window, but otherwise... Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a not a lot of foresight, which yeah is very typical WWE. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it just I just felt like it it might have taken away from Naomi a little bit, who like she had to give up the title. She had no choice. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Um, although you know what, like there's this part of me that hopes that the whole thing with Naomi is actually an angle, and that what they're gonna plan on doing is that it's like you know maybe she actually is. Like, not injured, injured to the point where she actually had to give up the title, but just injured to the point where she's, like, banged up and could use a little time off. It, that's so, what it sounds like. The, the, the okay. latest reports I saw before someone said that she wouldn't even make it to Mania, where I saw was, like, they just want to keep her out of the ring until Mania. Yeah, because I think that would be smart. Keep her out of the ring until Mania. Because you could also build the story of, like, you know, this dramatic thing of, like, oh, she's trying to recover. And, like, wait, maybe she's going to be able to make it to WrestleMania. And then have mm. her make it back the week before WrestleMania to challenge Alexa Bliss and she wins the title back at the last SmackDown before WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is the best story you could tell. And if they're smart enough to be doing that right now, then kudos to them because that'd be brilliant. Mm -hmm. So that she can still go go into WrestleMania as champion. Right. It's the highest amount of drama to still get to that great moment. Yeah. Of, yep, like that'd be great. Because that's all she needs, right? She needs to just dance down the aisle of WrestleMania with the championship. And actually, it would be kind of an interesting and unique, like, it'd be a little bit different story instead of just like the, oh, you know, she was excited and she won the title and then she was at WrestleMania. It's like the, this is a little bit of a unique story in that there's the injury angle of the, 
oh, well, she had the title, but then she lost it. And was she going to be able to make it back in time for WrestleMania? And then she won it just in time to be able to come to her hometown with the title. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good story. Exactly. So I hope that that's what they're doing with it. I really hope so. But yeah, the thing with Bailey was kind of odd, I thought. (laughs) Uh, So that led us to a new women's champion on SmackDown with Alexa Bliss. She won a match with uh, Becky. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) it was a good move, too. The whole, like, uh, punch to the throat. Uh, That was a nice heel move, way to win a title. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be interesting, because they had these plans for Mania. It's going to be interesting to see how they kind of switch stuff around. Well, I'm wondering, do you think they're actually going to switch around, or is this part of the plan? Well, I guess we'll see, right? So within the next couple weeks... Yeah, we'll see I really which way they're heading towards. Because if not, then I think they could still do, yeah, they could still do a decent angle there with like Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch or something. Yeah, and do you think maybe Mickey gets involved somehow? Like, yeah, like maybe she could be a wild card scenario, or just that she's involved with Bliss and then it's Becky doing the two on one sort of thing. Yeah, like I could see that. Um, but yeah, let's see else. What else we got? We got a. Uh, <laughs> oh, your your favorite angle. My favorite angle. My favorite um, angle of all time: the Miz and Cena angle. Yes. Oh my gosh, my favorite angle! I am so happy that this angle is happening of having the Miz and Maurice teaming up against John Cena and Nikki Bella at WrestleMania. I'm so happy this is happening instead of having John Cena and AJ Styles and the Miz versus like somebody for the Intercontinental Title. I'm so glad those matches aren't happening. <laughs> no, that's silly. Why would you put in logical matches? Like it's so, it's so dumb that they're that they've set up this match because the only reason that this match is happening is for Maurice and Nikki Bella. Like mm-hmm. it's not serving Miz or Cena at all, and consequently, because you're taking them away, what good match option does AJ Styles have right now? He's got he, nothing right now, right? He really doesn't. Like, I know there's a lot of rumors talking about him fighting Shane, which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> um, so yeah, like you know, him and Cena would have been the best option, but yeah. you know, Cena has to do this shit. And the best option for the Intercontinental Title this year would have been to have the Miz defending it against somebody. Yep. But the Miz has to do this dumb shit now. And it's like, <sighs> what are they doing? Why are they so caught up with Nikki Bella? Like, is Nikki Bella this important that, like, she's more important than John Cena and The Miz for what they're doing in the Intercontinental title? Nikki Bella is more important than all of these things? Not at all. It was, oh, we have these two getting into a feud. Let's throw in the guys as well. That's literally how I think they came up with the idea. Well, no, I think they came up with this idea as, like, this is the feud for Nikki Bella, is that we were going to do a mixed tag feud with her and Cena Uh against... Like, I think that was where they came up with this idea. Because I don't think this was... They like they were totally fine, probably, with not doing anything with Maurice. Like, she could uh, just okay. still be Mrs. Valet. I think they came up with this idea for Nikki Bella. So you think it was like, we need Nikki, and Bella, Nikki Bella and John Cena in a match. Who do we put them up against? Yes, because especially if the stupid fucking rumor of the John Cena proposing to Nikki Bella is true, <laughs> then this entire angle is born out of that. Yes. Ugh. 
We're booking WrestleMania around the love life of a bimbo. An airheaded <laughs> reality star bimbo. That's what you this gotta is, do for your biggest pay-per-view of the year. This this is how we have to organize our biggest wrestling pay-per-view of the year. Around this shit. Around Nikki Bella. God damn it. I hate that Yoko Ono bitch. <laughs> I can't wait until she retires from wrestling. She's I really breaking can't. breaking up the WWE. Breaking up the Ugh. Who, oh my god. Let's... Do you think maybe this just gets blown off at Fastlane? Uh, no. Because oh, no, wait, Fastlane is a raw pay per view. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so it's going to WrestleMania. Oh, goddamn. Maybe definitely... a random SmackDown. Nope. All the them. way to WrestleMania, baby. Oh, my God. All the way. Uh, and who else is going to WrestleMania? I damn near hope. Not dear. I hope it's fucking Harper, man. Because, all right, we get Styles and Harper next week. I think After Harper, an amazing battle royal. A, yeah, a good battle royal. And I think this is the time for Harper right now. Because we even were talking about this feud weeks ago. And we were mm-hmm. kind of writing Harper off. But, like, he has been cementing himself so well these last couple weeks. And with Elimination Chamber. And since then, too, it's like, dude, Harper is red hot. They need to strike. Because well, we were we were predicting this stuff with the the logic of WWE not being behind this guy, mm-hmm. and he they are behind him apparently. To an extent, yeah. Like I think what they need to do is he needs to win this match. He needs to get into a triple threat at WrestleMania with Randy Orton and Wyatt, and yeah, you know, he'll. St- I think he still needs to lose. I don't know whether he needs to eat the pin or not, but he definitely needs to not win the title. But. Mm-hmm. See, uh, let's see how far he can go right now. Like, see how far his popularity can go. And, uh, see, like, see if you can actually make a genuine, like, solo character, possibly main eventer, out of Luke Harper. Yeah. Because why the fuck not? Like, (laughs) you want more main eventers. And if the crowd is, like, trying to tell you, hey, we might want this guy to be one of your guys, you know, see how far you can go with him. Exactly. And, I mean, I think the, the match next week is going to be really his, his cementing, right? I think it's the further cementing. Because I think, in a lot of ways, that match with Randy Orton that he had at Elimination Chamber, that was... Oh, true. I still think that was his cementing match so far. Yeah. Because that was damn good. Yeah, it was. And I think so part of because of why that was so good, if that wasn't as good as it was then I wouldn't be so gung-ho right now about this, that like they need to strike while the iron is hot, and that Luke Harper is the hot commodity. They need to go with him and try him. Like If it, if that match had just been okay, then I think the crowd wouldn't have stayed with him. And I think that's what caused us to reverse our logic, right? We went, oh, shit, this guy's for real. Yeah, we're like just that they're finally, like I think it's either, it's a combination of them finally putting him in a position to succeed, and him fully taking advantage of that opportunity. And yes. like he's just hitting it on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Um, I just think it was a little poorly booked finish there with obviously I think like Styles had obviously hit first, but oh yeah. They're trying to play it off as a tie, but yeah. Yeah. They they could that have was, at least just only... <laughs> they should have had the camera from the other side of the, the ring. So then yeah. 
like we would have been like, oh well, we couldn't see it. Obviously, the people <laughs> ringside could see it, but <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> they don't matter. Like that—that that would have been the smartest, easiest solution. Just be like, oh well, yeah, we couldn't see it from over here, so I guess we'll just have to have them fight next week because <laughs> we don't have any camera that saw it, and we can just have inconsistencies like that sometimes when we want to. <laughs> That damn cameraman wasn't where he was supposed to be. Actually, you know what? They could have done that. Somebody could have like knocked over that cameraman as part of an elimination or something. Ah. Uh, and maybe and that's like, why right he away. wasn't there for the shot. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a cameraman, so like like a ref, one shot and he's got to be out forever. So like, <laughs> he just gets knocked out maybe a couple eliminations ago and he's just still out. <laughs> <laughs> they cut to that camera and it's just static. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just static. Oh, that'd be awesome. And then, and that's when they cut back to the other camera, and it's like they had already hit the mat at the, or hit the floor at the same time. Yep. So then you don't even need to worry about like what angle you're seeing. <laughs> like we went to cut to that angle, and that guy got hit, so we didn't know. Yep. Or like he's been beat up in like either static or like the camera's not facing that spot. Like, yeah, maybe it's facing the wall or a shoe. Yeah. Or up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So you had a cosmetic issue with 205 Live. Yes, with 205 Live and Raw. I am mad. Why are they changing Tozawa's hair? He has the bleach blonde thing as a Japanese man. That is unique. And that is interesting. And now they're doing the whole new and improved Dolph Ziggler treatment. When they (laughs) decided for two weeks that, hey, we're going to stop dyeing Dolph Ziggler's hair blonde and just let him be like a brunette. And nobody gave a fuck. And then they were like, well, that was a bad idea. Let's make him be blonde again. <laughs> Never mind. Go back. Go back. Go back. So I hope that they figure that out just as quick with Tozawa. And they're like, all right, um, just let him do the ridiculous bleach blonde thing. It was working. Yeah. I, I saw him for no reason to change it. Because right when they took that away, I was looking at him. I was like, well, now he looks generic. He's just like yeah. a Japanese guy now. Like, obviously, with when you start seeing him wrestle in the ring, he proves that he's not. He has so much, like, in-ring charisma. But mm-hmm. just from looking at him, it's like, oh, well, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. But, you know, when he's got the bleach blonde hair and he's got, like, you know, inside, I don't know. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I hope maybe that helps them make him go back to the, the blonde hair. Yeah. Or, like, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he couldn't find the right hair dye that week or something. Like, and he just, <laughs> I hope it also, was he's, just... he's back next week and it's like, oh, wait, there it is. I hope that's all that it is. I hope that it's just back next week and it's like, oh, well, all right, that was just a little glitch in the system. <laughs> but I, I do have to say I loved the way that his match with Kendrick went. The whole, yes. like, you know, just the brilliant tactic of getting his foot, like, caught inside the grate underneath the ring. Yeah. Genius cannot victory. And then, like, the whole promo afterwards with uh, Kendrick talking about how, you know, it's like, look, I taught him a lesson that there's more than one way to win a match. And... Yeah, you ask me if I'm done with Tozawa, and no, I'm not done teaching him lessons yet. So it's I like the basis of this feud, this whole thing of like Brian Kendrick feeling like he has to prove himself almost by like you know, teaching these lessons to to Tozawa. Mm-hmm. And like this whole thing of like, oh, he disrespected me. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Yeah, it is. And I think it really fits uh Kendrick's character. And it's something interesting on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a way... 
it, I think it works well with his character, you know? Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, that was a very... Mm, uh, show. Yeah, that was not a great 205 Lab episode. Of tri- like, what else did we have on there? It was like uh, Gallagher versus Nice. And Some, I can't even remember. I, I was very, very tuned out of it besides Kendrick. Yeah. Um, but then on NXT, we have Pete Dunne coming into NXT. Yes. And Pete Dunne going up against Mark Andrews. These guys just put on another clinic of why these British wrestlers are so great. Mm-hmm. Great, great shit. And like, I have, I have some really big hope for Pete Dunne in NXT, like, I wonder if he's going to... Because, obviously, he'll be doing some... He's probably the next shot for the UK title. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I wonder if he's going to be a little bit longer NXT person because, like, they've been building on more of the, the interaction between him and William Regal. Mm-hmm. So, so far in NXT, every big heel that's really, like, played with NXT, like with uh, William Regal, ends up being, like, the big heel in NXT. So I wonder... Maybe Pete Dunne would be one of those guys that it's like, hey, I'm going to be the next guy that feuds with William Regal and gets a big heel push in NXT. Yeah. Because I think that'd be great. You know, it's, it's a smart, like, laying the groundwork in the tournament that they had and then carrying it over to NXT. You know, build that really long history and feud of just Pete Dunne versus William Regal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I hope, I think this, hope this pushes them to get like either British show going or see these guys more on NXT. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then to finish off NXT, we had a big return. So, uh, Bobby Roode. Catch us coming back to attack Bobby Roode. You're saying, yeah, Bobby Roode against, uh, no way. Jose after the match, Roode goes to attack Jose Moore, and Cassius Ono returns to, uh, save the day. Uh, and he faces off with Rude uh, with a promo a little bit, basically saying that he's coming back for the title. Rude, I thought, was a great heel here, like pretending to cry like over his story <laughs> and then uh, going after him. And I thought it was just a great back and forth between these two. Uh, even in, so they actually fight each other with Ono coming out on top. But yeah, I just thought everything mm-hmm. about the return was great. Yeah. Um, I only have two things that I thought were kind of strange. Um, okay. One... And this is a little bit more of my mock question. Um, so between the time that uh, Cassius Ono left and then came back to NXT, did Cassius Ono eat Cassius Ono? Yes. In between that time? Yes. Okay. Just so, Or, no, he ate Chris Hero. <laughs> he ate Chris Hero and then came back. <laughs> yes. There you go. That's what happened. Cassius Ono ate Chris Hero. <laughs> Which Wasn't that one of the reasons they let him go last time? Yeah, it was, it was something with his weight, right? Yeah, or at least they, that was part wanted, of the rumor. It was part of it, I think, because they were like, "We want you to get in better shape," and he was basically just like, "Nope, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> eat my cheeseburgers, bitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's that, and then my other question is like, why the fuck did they bother having him come back with a Cassius Ono name? For two reasons. Yeah. One, like, can't he just be Chris Hero? Like AJ Styles is AJ Styles, Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura is Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, can't. Can't Chris Hero just be Chris Hero? Yeah, that I thought was interesting. <laughs> Maybe just because of the history, they were like, "Hey, we would rather have you come back as Cassius." But yeah, like they're they're that much of a tryhard with the NXT continuity. It's like, no, people will yeah. be confused if you come back <laughs> and you're not They'll Cassius Ono. Ex- you look a lot like Cassius Ono. <laughs> yeah. Hey, aren't you Cassius Ono? <laughs> you know that guy who was in NXT for like a little bit. <laughs> no, not Chris Hero, the guy who was on the Indies for years and years. 
had well, like five star matches with CM Punk. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other the other reason I find it actually really weird that they went back and kept the Cassius owner name is that in between then Kevin Owens has come up. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens took the whole KO gimmick. Yeah. So like, well now you're just kind of another guy who has the KO gimmick. I guess like, so. I mean, I, I I don't think it bodes well for Cassius Ono going up to the main roster. Oh, no, I don't think it does. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nice one. Thanks. No, oh. yeah, I, I don't like it. Well, unless they were going to play off of that specifically and then eventually, like, I don't know, like maybe have him and Kevin Owens team up and they're like 2KO <laughs> or something. <laughs> Or I thought you were going to suggest the thing where they fight over who can actually be KO. <laughs> they fight over who can keep their name and who has to change it. Because <laughs> that was a great angle in WCW when Booker T and Big T fought over the letter T. Yes, alright, they have to fight over the KO initials and they can only use KO punches. No other moves. <laughs> it's actually, it's a boxing match. <laughs> it's not a wrestling match, it's a boxing match for the KO name. With elbows. That's all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just have like giant uh, elbow pads that they fight with. <laughs> whoever whoever goes down first loses. Yep, exactly. This would be the dumbest match ever. <laughs> we always come up with our best ideas at the end. I love our like. I would love to just put all these ideas together into like our own absurd wrestling federation, <laughs> where we have. Like our ultimate super card of like RK Bro versus somebody in a tag team match, and then we have Kevin Owens versus Cassius Ono for the right to use KO initials, yeah. and we have like just all this ridiculous shit. Oh, and yeah, we, we have just... the Mad Hatter as a uh, Kenny yeah, Dykstra just... versus Dolph Ziggler. Like <laughs> Dolph, don't you remember when we were cheerleaders? Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> that's it. Before we go too ridiculous. Uh, so follow us on social media, Super Smart Brothers on Facebook, at Smart Brothers on Twitter, and SuperSmartBrothers at gmail.com. And please listen to this podcast on Google Play, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, and our original home of Podbean. Yes, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh have a great weekend. You know what? Maybe someday WWE will entertain everybody to the level that we do and book a show as crazy as we would <laughs> with a match like Kevin Owens versus Cash Soto for the right the, to, the, to, to the KO initials in a be purely the one. KO punch match that's actually only elbows. It would be the one night only promotion where it only lasted a night because no one go, would go to it again. Everybody would just bring a sign that says, We Riot. Like, there's no conditional, it's just, We'd Riot. <laughs> oh. Alright, see you guys. Yeah.